um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your time at Blockbuster and restocking the shelves with movies that no one cares about and all the snacks that no one ever ate and pestering people with late fees that no one ever paid. <laughs> well, basically, <laughs> the snacks were a tenth of the price that you charged at the theater, so they sold really well. And probably the only thing that kept us afloat as long as it did. Because, yeah, like, Redbox really is what put us out of business. Like, Netflix wasn't quite as big, but how do you compete with three times the um, amount of movies for a third of the cost? And Blockbuster's answer was, you don't. I mean, that's a good point. That's kind of the main thing that I always went to Blockbuster for was the movie plus standing in line and seeing all the snacks and begging my mom for something and knowing I would get at least one thing. Um, And yeah, it was usually like Airheads or one of those uh, popcorn make-it-yourself-at-homes, even though we had microwave popcorn at home anyway. It was still better because it was from Blockbuster. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The thing about Blockbuster is, like, it was a super cool concept, but it just, no way, no one wanted that over the convenience that, like, the Redbox started to provide or that streaming would end up providing. And it's just, like, you had some Blockbusters that lingered. Um, ours shut down in 2009, maybe. Yeah, 2009. It was that Christmas. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where we look back on it fondly. And if you had, like, a good employee that you were able to talk with and you were looking for recommendations, like, this was still fairly early internet. You know, Facebook had come out, YouTube had come out, and Google was already, like, beating the shit out of ass. So it was just like... <laughs> The internet was starting to form into what we know it to be now, but back then, still the best recommendations were word of mouth. That's why the Oscars were still relevant back then. People would exactly. look for recommendations. And it, it was a really cool experience. Like, it, it to this day, it's still the best, my favorite job, not the best job, because mm-hmm. it did not pay well. Right. But, you know, you just went in every day. We were allowed to play any movie that wasn't rated R. Um, so I just got to put movies on and sit and watch it in my downtime. I was basically hired on as a manager because I had management experience for a few months at my first job. And really, they just needed someone who had management and customer service experience and could watch the store by themselves because there was not enough business to have multiple employees on most days. <laughs> Even when I started, it was just, it was already going downhill. (laughs) I mean, and 2009, I know it was over 10 years ago now, but it doesn't seem that long ago. And yeah, I mean, the internet, well, not necessarily the internet, but uh, social media was starting to get pretty big around that time with Facebook and all that. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense timeline-wise. And I, it, the CEO, that was the main problem, was not trendy enough. He, they did not switch Blockbuster into uh, the gaming pads or just like a cool spot to have, you know, drink a coffee or, or eat some food while a movie's playing in the background. And you could also happen to rent a movie there 
or just do some type of subscription service that wasn't crazy with the late fees. I mean, there's like a zillion things they could have done at the time to save it or salvage it, but now it's just too far gone and, and too many people have forgot about it. And not even nostalgia will save it. Um, which is And pretty... it's just, yeah, because I mean, the whole problem with the business model, like, first of all, like, it should have instantly been like, you have to pay with the credit or debit card and that card has to be on file just to have that system for late fees because that's how Redbox works. And that's the closest thing we have nowadays. You put in your card, you don't return the movie, you get charged more and more money until you bought it, you know? Right. It's a business model. It still works to this day. But even with that, even with a more successful business model, like there's just nothing, there's no way it could have competed with streaming. Nowadays, you get online, you find a recommendation, and while still online, you watch that recommendation. Like, and and when you really think about it, why on earth would you stop what you're doing, get in your car, drive down the road, and maybe you don't get the movie you want any damn way? All that time, work, and effort. It was a gamble. Yeah, and it's just. It, there's no way it could have survived and no way it can't survive. The few places that probably are still left in America, I, the last movie store I saw was had to have been at least five years ago. It was in a small town and they rented movies, but they also sold movie merchandise and stickers and they would sell movies as well. Like, they always they always do the buybacks at those the kind of stores nowadays there's i don't know what they're gonna do with this huge library once they do get everything because yeah not too many people are buying at least dvds so yeah and like like i said this was five years ago i'd be shocked if they're still open because yeah i mean just this year i tried to buy um possessor and I waited like probably two months before I decided to buy it. Um, I had seen it. I initially gave it like three and a half stars, something like that, and just thought it was fine. But it was one of those movies that you couldn't shake. Like I thought about it like every single day after I saw it. So then I finally decided, all right, let me go buy this. Well, Walmart had already sold out and they only had the edited version anyway. Best Buy had sold out, so I was just like, well, shit, let me order it off of Amazon. Amazon didn't have any stock, so I Googled it, and it was like, yeah, they only did one run of the printed physical release, and it's like, with the way things are going nowadays, if they only do one run, it's unlikely that they'll do another run for at least 10 years. Like, we see stuff like Arrowhead and, or Arrow and um, Shout Factory that'll do like special re-releases, right. but it's like for ten or twenty year anniversaries. Or so it's in like I a was just like, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So I was just sitting there thinking, like, wow, I waited two months and this um, lower budget film, I might not even be able to buy it now. It might be something like Red State where it's just out of print and it's eighty bucks for a used copy. And luckily, I did manage to find it. But when I did find it, I had to buy the 4K Blu-ray combo pack 
for 40 bucks because it was just like this is the only place i found it i'm not gonna wait and gamble with that you know right so it's just like we're at a point now where it's like physical media is more of a collector's item anything it really is. Um, I mean, yeah, and we've had conversations before in the past of like physical media versus streaming services. And I feel like that is a, a whole conversation and topic of, of its own. Um, but yeah, I mean, personally, I think physical media will make a comeback. And I, I feel like you have similar feelings, but it is a shame that the ones that do die off or uh, just are very, very limited release and they're not on any streaming services. They end up, you know, being like you said, red state is a movie by Kevin Smith, one of his horror flicks and it's stupid expensive right now on Amazon. Uh, You cannot find that anywhere cheap. So yeah, there's tons of examples like that. So um, hopefully, uh, people will start to kind of realize that physical media is, uh, you know, the trendy thing to do to have your own library of the things that you enjoy and not have, you know, five or six subscription services that you have to pay out to every single month. And you're not even sure if you're going to like what they're putting out. Um, yeah, I think that that's just eventually going to be the way that it goes. And if it does go that way, um, yeah, we'll be ahead of the game because me and you both have quite a few movies. You especially working at Blockbuster have, I mean, how many movies have you had the chance to get your hands on? I know you have a list on Letterboxd, but. Yeah, like when I was at Blockbuster, um, we got to like hold movies back behind the counter that we were going to buy. We got to stack deals and coupons. I That's probably what made me decide to start collecting in the first place. I was working there and I would get deals like anywhere from 10 bucks for a brand new movie that went for like 20 at Walmart and remind anyone like these used to be big business. Like companies used to invest a lot of money into their DVDs with like commentary tracks, delete it in extra scenes. They would, in some cases, they would literally film alternate endings they weren't going to do and finish them just for DVD release. They would create games that you could literally play on the DVDs, like using the remote. Like, I do it was a big that. thing. I do remember It was that. like, it was the popular medium at the time. So getting them for half off was a great deal by itself. But then we would have... Um, sales and we could stack coupons onto our employee discount so i could get movies for like three cents like not even exaggerating there is a time where i bought 30 movies for three cents a pop and it was just it was the worst movies these were (laughs) new releases these were we took them off the shelf to sell they didn't sell at the higher price they dropped in price four or five times and it's like I'm talking like the Grudge 2 epic movie, just really <laughs> bad stuff that I had never even seen. I was just like, I don't want to waste my free rental on that. <laughs> but go. when it was three cent, I was like, you know what? You know, whatever. I'll buy all these movies and watch them. And if I like them, cool. And 
yeah, some of those movies I literally just was like, this is so bad, I'm going to rid the world of it, and I just <laughs> threw it into the woods. I was going to ask, I mean, getting movies but... that cheap, <laughs> right, you just submitted the literary, <laughs> uh, getting movies yeah. that cheap, did that, I mean, across all blockbusters everywhere, if everybody was doing this, stacking coupons, even as they are shit movies, did that contribute to the downfall? of blockbuster or is it already like a a burning fire and there was no hope at that point anyway there was all there was no hope at that point like like i said they hired me i was 18 only had a few months of management experience because my prior job i couldn't be a manager till i was 18 Mm -hmm. but they hired me on because their business was already so bad that it was like okay so monday through thursday we have one employee in the morning and one employee at night, and that is it. So they <laughs> had to have someone who knew how to manage a business, deal with customers, who could count money, lock it up, and do the logs and the book upstairs. And it was just because I had done all that in my previous job, they hired me on. And, yeah, it was it was a great job for when I was at home. You know, like I was still living with my mom. It's just like it, it's the ultimate job. You just walk into work, you put on movies, you get to watch them while you stand around and talk about movies, and then when you leave, you get free movies to take home. I was just like, yeah, I got no real responsibilities yet. Uh, you know, it was just perfect. <laughs> 